RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. Two former Stand News editors are denied bail a day after they were arrested by National Security Police. Health officials put two housing blocks in Chetkip May and Kennedy Town under lockdown and report two suspected cases of local transmission of the Omicron coronavirus variant. Two former Stand News editors have been denied bail. It came one day after their arrest. Aaron Tam has the details. Former editor-in-chief Chung Pui Kun, 52, former acting editor-in-chief Patrick Lam, 34, and the parent company of Stan News, Best Pencil Hong Kong Limited, were each charged with one count of conspiracy to publish seditious publication. They're accused of conspiring with others to publish or reproduce seditious publications between July 7th last year and December 29th this year. Mr. Chung was the only defendant who attended the hearing at West Kowloon Court. A lawyer representing Mr. Lam said his client was hospitalized and Best Pencil didn't send a representative. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, dismissed suggestions that authorities are cracking down on media critical of the government, saying authorities have to act if the law is breached. She also accused foreign politicians of trampling on the rule of law when they ask for those arrested to be released. These actions have nothing to do with so-called uh, suppression of press freedom or suppression of democracy, uh, as some will put it. Nobody should associate law enforcement actions by the uh, police department uh, with the freedom of the press. Journalism is not sedition, but seditious acts and activities and inciting other people through public acts and activities could not be condoned under the guise of news reporting. Meanwhile, another online media outlet has announced it's shutting down. Here's Aaron Tam again. The announcement from Hong Kong Independent News came after police arrested seven people linked to Stan News on suspicion of conspiracy to publish seditious materials. The outlet said that in light of the latest arrests and the additional sedition-related charges laid against former Apple Daily executives, as well as to avoid falling foul of the law, it's decided to cease operations on New Year's Day. In a Facebook post, the media outlet also said its online content will be removed within days and thanked readers for their support. Health officials have reported two suspected cases of local transmission of the Omicron coronavirus variant linked to a Cathay Pacific aircrew member who recently returned from the United States. The 76-year-old man who tested preliminary positive is a family member of the aircrew member. They both lunched at a restaurant in Kowloon Tong on Monday. A construction worker who ate lunch at the restaurant at around the same time also tested preliminary positive. Officials are investigating whether the virus was spread at the restaurant. Meanwhile, another Cathay Pacific aircrew member who returned from the United States on Christmas Day has also tested preliminary positive for the variant. And the government has put two housing blocks in Shek Kip May and Kennedy Town under overnight lockdown until all residents are tested for COVID-19. A government spokesman said the mass testing exercises was needed because two preliminary positive cases had lived at the building's Wing Chak House and Block A of Hoi Tao building. The case in Chekhet May is said to be a close contact of an imported case involving the Omicron variant. He said officials plan to lift both lockdowns by 7am. Meanwhile, officials reported 12 new imported COVID-19 cases today, including three aircrew members and three foreign domestic helpers. 
Internationally, the number of daily new COVID cases worldwide has crossed the 1 million mark for the first time since the start of the pandemic two years ago, according to a tally by AFP. AFP reported that the figures for December the 23rd to December the 29th were based on daily figures from individual countries. They showed that more than 7.3 million new COVID-19 cases were detected around the world in the last seven days. That's an average of 1.045 million infections every day, reflecting the surge in the Omicron variant. And wildlife officials say 126 tigers have died this year. That's the highest toll since they started compiling data a decade ago. The National Tiger Conservation Authority attributed most of the deaths to natural causes, although several were killed by poachers or in conflicts with humans. India is home to around 75% of the world's tigers. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. The Chief Executive, Carrie Lam, says her administration will kick off public consultations on introducing Basic Law Article 23 national security legislation in the next six months. But she doesn't think the legislation will be passed before the end of the current term of government. Timmy Sung reports. In a press conference reviewing her work this year and sharing her priorities for 2022, the chief executive made it clear it's the SEL's constitutional duty to enact Article 23 national security legislation. Carrie Lam said while the national security law has been enforced for a year and a half now, some national security offences still require local legislation. But Mrs. Lam says she wasn't optimistic that it would be passed before the end of this administration's term on June the 30th next year, as it involves public consultation, drafting of the bill and other legislative procedures. Uh, I just don't see how that could be accomplished. But I have heard some uh, electrical members-elect expressing the desire that they will cooperate in order to expedite the um, passing of a legislation. I certainly welcome that, but I would still adhere importance to a more thorough discussion in society before we enact the law. On plans to restructure the government, which she mentioned in her policy address in October, the CE says she will announce details next month. She added that Hong Kong is in a much better state now than when she took office in July 2017. We are now back on the right track of one country, two systems. And one country, two systems right track require uh, upholding the principle of one country, requires Hong Kong to safeguard national security, uh, requires that um, a very important part of the political system, that is a legislative council, comprises of people who are patriotic. We are not suggesting that they could not criticize the government or hold a different opinion on many of the things that we will put to LegCo, but they have to be patriotic. Ms. Slam remained tight-lipped on whether she would seek a second term in office, saying there's still some time before nomination for the top job starts on February the 15th. The district court has found 14 people guilty of rioting in Shang Wan in July 2019. They've been remanded in custody ahead of sentencing on January the 31st. Tom McLinden reports. The 14 had denied taking part in a riot around Connaught Road Central and Dever Road on July the 28th, 2019, while a 15th defendant had pleaded guilty. Delivering his verdict, Judge Ernest Lynn said protesters at the scene had engaged in standoffs with the police, often working together to set up roadblocks. He said they also shouted political slogans, shone laser pointers and threw various objects including bricks and petrol bombs at the police. 
The judge said that when protesters continued to attack the police and advanced towards them despite warnings, they were using violence to resist law enforcement officers, and it was indisputable that they'd intentionally breached the peace. He added that the protective gear they were wearing, such as goggles and masks, showed that they'd been prepared for the riot that took place. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says more lower-income earners will be allowed to buy public units to help them get on the property ladder and reduce the waiting time for public housing. But as Wendy Wong reports, a concerned group says the pilot scheme won't solve the housing problem among the grassroots. The chief executive says in a press briefing that applicants who have been in the public housing queue for more than a year will be eligible to buy a flat under the Green Farm Subsidised Home Ownership Scheme. Carrie Lam said the price of the subsidised flats is well below market levels, citing a 290-square-foot unit in Yautong that goes for $1.77 million. Mrs Lam says the buyer faces a down payment of $88,000 and a monthly mortgage payment of $8,000 over 25 years, making it affordable to many families. It will give them hope that they will have a chance to buy a public flat and they don't have to queue for a public rental unit anymore, she said. But a concerned group said grassroots residents couldn't afford to buy their own homes. Like in Kwok from the Hong Kong subdivider flats concerning platform said building more public rental units is the most direct way to tackle the housing shortage. If they are waiting for the uh, public rent housing, especially for rental, they may have uh, limited income. And under the quite uh, fluctuated uh, economic environment, it will be for them, they, if they buy a house, there will be a, a large financial stress to them. So I think that increased the public rental, rental housing unit is much more helpful to them. The current average waiting time for public housing stands at a record 5.9 years. The chief executive also announced that resale restrictions on subsidised flats will be tightened to curb speculation. The government has set a minimum flat size requirement of 280 square feet for a new residential plot that it's tendering out. The site, located in Tunmun, is expected to provide more than 2,000 flats. The Development Secretary, Michael Wong, said the government plans to apply this restriction to all its residential plots to be put up for sale in the upcoming financial year. He said the authorities came up with a minimum size based on their experience with the Starter Home Scheme. We've looked at the subsidised housing project at Anderson Road. In that case, the minimum flat size is 23 square metres. So it's basically 10% above that. Given the position of private housing on the home ownership ladder, we believe it's one rung up. So we do believe it is, is appropriate for us to set a slightly bigger minimum size. Overseas and Australia's former federal parliament building in the capital, Canberra, has been set alight during a demonstration by supporters of Aboriginal sovereignty. The fire was quickly put out. The BBC's Shama Khalil has more. Workers inside Old Parliament House were evacuated when the fire broke out. In a video, a group of people are seen clapping, with the entrance engulfed in flames. Government officials condemned the incident, with several describing it as an attack on democracy. The Heritage Building, which currently houses the Museum of Australian Democracy, was forced to shut last week, when a group of people started a ceremonial fire next to the doors. An investigation into the cause of the fire is underway. People in South Africa are paying their final respects to the late Archbishop and anti-apartheid campaigner Desmond Tutu, who's lying in state in St George's Anglican Cathedral in Cape Town. 
these mourners talked of why they'd come to say farewell to the man they fondly called Arch. Just to commemorate a man who stood for a lot of moral courage and representing a leader that the world and South Africa in particular needs right now. Someone to speak out against injustice and not, to not be afraid to, to offend anyone. Sad and emotional, but also sort of a bit inspiring as well. My heart has sunken now because Arch was the most honest man alive. What is going to happen now? Like a father he was to all of us. The former president of Afghanistan, Ashraf Ghani, has said, says his decision to flee the country in August was made within minutes of his security forces telling him they could no longer protect him or the capital as the Taliban had broken a commitment not to enter Kabul. Mr Ghani emphatically denied allegations that he'd taken vast sums of money when he fled. My style of life is known to everyone. What would I do with money? This is an accusation particularly coming first part from Russia. And it's then circulated. So I would be delighted to have any kind of investigation, including taking a lie detector test or anything else that is important. I stand out for my commitment to my country. The carmaker Citroen has withdrawn and apologised for a commercial in Egypt that's been accused of encouraging harassment of women. It features the Egyptian star Amr Diab taking a f picture of a young woman in front of his car using an inbuilt camera in the Citroen C4 he's driving. The BBC's Salina Beale has more. The apology from the French car manufacturer came after an uproar on social media in Egypt. Many women were terribly disturbed by the TV commercial and saw it as an explicit encouragement of sexual harassment and invasion of privacy. Some even wondered why the whole TV crew didn't realize how offensive this ad was. Citroën said it withdrew the ad from all its channels, but social media users are still waiting for another apology from Amr Dieb, the Egyptian pop star who featured in this controversial piece. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, two former Stand News editors are denied bail. Health officials put two housing blocks under lockdown and report two suspected cases of local transmission of the Omicron coronavirus variant. On to the weather, it'll be mainly fine. The minimum temperature tomorrow morning will be about 17 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees lower in the New Territories. It'll be dry during the day with a maximum temperature of around 21 degrees. Moderate to fresh east to northeasterly winds, occasionally strong offshore tomorrow night. And the outlook, it'll be fine and dry with cool mornings on New Year's Day and the next couple of days. It'll be cloudier with one or two rain patches in the middle and later parts of the week. Currently 18 degrees Celsius, humidity 83%. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio
give up on us, baby. We're still worth one more try. I know we put a last one by just for the rainy evening when maybe stars are. Soul, of course, big hit from him, and don't give up on us. And of course, he was here in Hong Kong in the 80s. Harry's game, something that we're trying to fill me in. How you doing? It's Peter King with our magical mystery tour through till midnight. Then, of course, after that, sentimental journey, last one of the year for me, by the way. As we go on next to a song from Nicholas Larson. 